0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's time for your weekly trip around the bases with your hometown team. It's Inside Twins, where we dive into the minds of the guys in charge for insight, information, and analysis. Inside Twins is brought to you by Continental Diamond,
0: home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Here's your host of Inside Twins, Corey Provis. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. We are... Going to play game three here today. We hope at some point, and as of right now, we're being told the game will still begin on time. Even though a light rain is falling here in Missouri, Tarp is on the field, but the fans and ponchos and umbrellas are making their way down to find their seats as we hope to get this game in today. Twins and the Royals rained out yesterday. Twins won in thrilling fashion on Friday. Coming back and scoring four in the eighth inning to prevail 6-4. to And today, the pitching matchup, two right-handers, It'll be Phil Hughes for the Twins and Jason Hamill opposing for Kansas City. I'm Corey Provis. We welcome your questions today. You can reach us two ways by email, InsideTwins at TwinsBaseball.com or on Twitter, hashtag InsideTwins. And joining us for the Sunday program on the phone today, we welcome in the Chief Baseball Officer from the Minnesota Twins. Good afternoon, Derek Falvey. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Corey? I'm doing just fine. Uh, take me through your week. Uh, I'm sure you, you've been traveling quite a bit, huh?
1: Well, it's, it's been a busy week. Uh, fortunately, a lot of things uh, on this end here uh, in Minnesota, trying to take care of some uh, what's going on a little bit in player development and scouting as we prepare for this year's draft. Uh, and, uh, and Chad got a little bit of the uh, early portion of this road trip down in, in Texas, and we're and, uh, looking forward to getting back home here starting this week.
0: So the draft has that been has that been where you've been focusing a lot of your time, or also maybe uh, checking in with some of the minor league teams and players? Yeah, a
1: combination of both. I think uh, one of the benefits when the when the team's on the road and we get to split up some of the duties, whether it's uh, Fad or Rob Anthony or, or someone else in our group going on the trip, is it affords us an opportunity to dig in on other ends of our baseball operation. And I think player development and scouting are two areas that we've. Uh, talked a lot about uh, improving over the course of this season and so uh, we've spent a great deal of time on that over the last couple of weeks.
0: Have you set goals for yourself in that in that regard about the affiliates you want to visit here uh, as the season begins and how many times is, is that part of uh, your plan here?
1: Well I, you know you, you definitely want to hit each of the affiliates uh, sometime early and, and hopefully again late. Uh, one of the uh, things that I like to do is, is let let about a month of the season pass, you know, at, at all of the affiliate levels to get into a, a more of a rhythm and a routine, and then you get a, a better idea of uh, what's going on day to day there. So we've we rolled out some new systems in terms of player plans and how we're going about uh, developing some players. You want to see those take hold, and now uh, on trips as we go through, whether it's me, Thad, or anyone else in our group, uh, we'll have an opportunity to revisit what they've been doing over the last uh, 30 to 60 days at each level.
0: Hey, Derek, back here on Friday night. The Twins won their third uh, road game uh, on this road trip, this uh, rain-shortened road trip. Uh, Kyle Gibson took a no decision, but was that progress from what you saw and heard? Was that a step forward for Kyle on Friday?
1: I think with Kyle, you know, we've seen what he can be at his best, uh, certainly, at at different junctures over the course of his career, Uh, some up and down here to start the beginning of the year. We want to make sure that he – Uh, he's continuing to attack the zone. He's got the types of pitches and and ability to do that. Uh, he, we saw some of that in spring training, got a little bit off track here to start the year and he's reflected upon that. Uh, We thought we, we saw some progress the other night and I know Paul and Neil and Eddie and the staff there has spent some time talking to him about next steps. We just want to take a step forward each time he goes out there because we know the type of pitcher he can be for us.
0: And Paul Molitor was telling uh, Chris and Jack on his on show earlier that that first pitch strike has been an issue for Kyle. As you view it, as you judge it, is it mechanics, or, or why has that been kind of a hurdle for, for, for Kyle so far to throw that first pitch for a strike on a more regular basis? Yeah, I think Kyle will
1: be the first to tell you that he, he knows he, he knows he can command the ball uh, you know, to a point where uh, sometimes he's trying to get a hitter to swing at something out of the zone early. And what ends up happening is... is Major league hitters make adjustments, just as pitchers do, and uh, he has a tendency to be too fine with his mechanics. I'm sorry, with his with his command. So a little bit of a nibble, you know, to, to get to the edges of the plate. And I think that's something that uh, we're reinforcing with him, the quality of his stuff when he does stay on the plate and when he attacks the zone. We saw some of that in the game the other night early in Kansas City, got away from it for a period of time too. So we just want to make sure that he's making progress here between Uh, That last start is his next in his side session to make sure we're reinforcing the same habits and behaviors.
0: Yeah, one more on Gibson before our first break. And you saw Kyle throw really well, Derek, uh, down in spring training. He was just dominant ERA in the ones. Has he fallen into some bad habits? And maybe this is a bit redundant from what we just spoke of a second ago. But has he fallen into some bad habits that he was avoiding down in the Grapefruit League?
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that – when we got a chance to, to spend some time with Kyle early on in camp, he talked about how he needs to trust his stuff more on the plate. And it was something that we saw him do consistently over the course of spring training. Now, I don't want to get too too caught up in spring training performance. I think that can sometimes be misleading. But I do think from a process standpoint, he attacked his zone a bit better down there. He knows that. That's something he knows he needs to get back to. And I'm confident if he, if he does that, his stuff will play when it's on the plate uh, at the major league level.
0: Right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the performance on this road trip, get Derek's thoughts on, on Miguel Cenoa, the season he's having so far, the road trip he's having third in OPS in the American League entering play today. We'll take a timeout. More with Derek next. Inside Twins rolls on from Kansas City on your home for Twins Baseball. Hey, this is Jason Castro. You're listening to the home for the Minnesota Twins. Go ninety six three. This is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. This program until 1230. Then Chris is the pregame show, and then 115, Twins and the Royals, Hughes and Hamill. Corey Provis here in Kansas City, joined on the phone by the Twins' Chief Baseball Officer, Derek Falvey. And, Derek, we spent some time on pitching. Now let's kind of shift gears and and go to offense. Uh, Miguel Sano continues to tear up American League pitching day after day. OPS, RBIs, runs scored, getting on base, drawing walks. He's doing it all here in this solid first month. He,
1: he certainly has. I mean, I think we, we all knew, and, and we talked this offseason and going into spring training about Miguel's talent. I think everyone sees the power and the ability, and you know, this is a good opportunity to reflect on some of the ups and downs that a young player goes through. You know, had a, a great first taste of the major leagues, and pitchers adjusted to him, you know, starting to throw some pitches a little bit out of the zone, make him chase that right-on-right right slider, and you know, he's adjusted back, and now what you're seeing here is, is quality takes, you know, an ability to to lay off a pitcher's pitch. And when he starts getting comfortable and more and more comfortable against those best pitchers in the game, I think we're going to see a very special young man in terms of his offensive performance.
0: You know, because of his ability to draw the walk and work the count, and he's seeing I think uh, almost 4.3, 4, 4.4 pitches per plate appearance, which is among uh, the league leaders in baseball right now. What does that say? How unique is that for a young hitter especially to have that kind of patience and not the constant need to chase?
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, it, you see it with young, young hitters a lot when they come to the major league level. You now the quality of the breaking ball between AAA and the major leagues, is that jump's significant. I think when you see a young kid first see good quality major league spin, you'll see some swing and miss, no question. And it's somebody, especially with someone's power that Miguel has, and over time, you need to adjust and adapt back, and, and this is a game of adjustments. And as Miguel has shown, he's found a way to adjust to that pitch, maybe even more more quickly than we would have we would have hoped. So we're excited to see him progress as an offensive player. But also, I think as, as he's shown so far, you know his his athleticism and ability, despite you know his size and how big a man he is, this, his athleticism plays at third base. So we, we've been excited about the overall year he's put together so far.
0: And speaking of Ceno, too, we learned from Major League Baseball, Derek, on Monday that he was handed a one-game suspension from uh, last weekend's altercation with the Tigers, and and Miguel has appealed that. Do we know any more than that? Is there any timeline as to when Major League Baseball and Miguel will have this thing resolved?
1: Uh, They'll work through uh, with us and give us some updates with respect to uh, hearing dates and otherwise. Uh, That's something that they need to work directly with the Players Association on. So we anticipate we'll have some clarity here. I wouldn't imagine it would take much more than the next week or so.
0: So thats is that how it works now? I mean, Paul was joking earlier in the week that in the past you had to wait until your team went to New York, and that's how the appeal process would play out. But, but generally now, is it supposed to be a two-, three-, four-week timetable?
1: You know, with the advent of technology, it allows you – a little bit more flexibility in terms of getting everyone on the same page. So I've been involved in uh, some of these uh, appeals before where a lot of it's done through Skype chats. So multiple people are on uh, a video screen at the same time. And um, just the representation for the player and the Players Association presents their case uh, on the flip side, the uh, Major League Baseball and, and those working through the discipline present theirs, and, and there will be a quick ruling. They, they handle this very uh, very quickly once they get to that that stage of the process.
0: Hey, staying with the offense, Eddie Rosario back in left field today, hitting eighth. He's riding a 10-game hitting streak. That's a career best. What have you seen from Eddie that was maybe not there the first two weeks of the season, Derek? You
1: know, I think Paul's talked a little bit about this in in recent days, about how he's using the whole field a little bit more, staying on balls uh, middle of the field. When you see a a young hitter uh, driving a ball the other way to the opposite field gap and staying on balls up the middle, that's usually a good sign of where they're, Their approaches. Uh, I think, you know, in Eddie's case early on uh, came out of a good, good spring training, had a great world baseball classic and uh, now is finally adjusting back to the more normal routine of of the major league season. And and we're seeing the offensive potential he has. We all know it's in there. Now we just want to see it consistently and, and we're excited to see what he's done over the last couple of weeks.
0: And defensively, he's been a part of it. And that's been a story, too, Derek, after 22 games. where the Twins rank in defensive efficiency either at the top or in the top five uh, since day one?
1: Yeah, we talked a lot in spring training uh, going into the year about, you know, there was much made of last year's pitching staff and, and some of the struggles. And, and we viewed run prevention as something that wasn't just on what guys did on the mound. So we, needed to, we needed to catch the ball behind them. We needed to play good defense hold runners, strand runners on base. And that's something that Paul and his staff uh, really focused on this spring. And we've seen the results of that. I think now we're, as you mentioned, somewhere between, you know, the top and, and the top five to seven teams and, and most metrics defensively, whereas, Overall in the on the season last year, certainly falling in the, in the bottom five as a team. So they take pride in that work. Uh, our, all our guys do from Jeff Pickler with the outfielders to Gene Glenn with the infielders, uh, Jeff Smith with our catching group. And then what we're doing as a pitching staff. We're, we're trying to prevent as many runs as possible and in, in every way we can.
0: All right, we'll take a break and come back. More with Derek Falvey as the rain is still falling here in Kansas City. A light rain at that, but still hoping to get this game in on time today. Twins and the Royals. Inside Twins continues next on your home for Twins Baseball. You're listening to the Modern Alternative Channel and your home for Twins Baseball. Go 96.3. Inside Twins continues, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Corey Provis from Kauffman Stadium. Derek Falvey joins us on the phone, the Twins' chief baseball officer. Uh, Derek, let me ask you now about Jason Castro and specifically his defense. Have you seen data after 22 games that that stands out about Jason, how he's doing defensively with, with framing pitches and blocking balls and helping this pitching staff?
1: You know, I I think certainly there's there's some data that you can point to that indicates he's been a positive uh, contributor behind the plate. I think you really want to look at a much larger sample for for catching-related data to get a sense for uh, maybe what the metrics are telling you. But I will say this, that his work day in and day out with our pitching staff in terms of preparing for a game, working through the advanced information, helping to lead a pitcher through a game, I think that's what stands out. And and there may not be a metric to measure that, you know, that – Uh, is publicly available, and that's something that you'll look at day-to-day. But I know that internally our staff feels like he's made a meaningful impact with their day-to-day preparation.
0: And Jason will catch Phil Hughes today. And speaking of data and what Phil Hughes has done after four starts, his only loss, he said he had no feel for his changeup, and that's in contrast to how often he has thrown that pitch. The frequency that Phil has used his changeup. He said he would do it in spring training, but now he really is doing it in the regular season surprised, please? What's your? Uh, how do you kind of read Phil and, and how often he's using that change-up?
1: You know, I think it's a great example of a pitcher who, we talked a little bit about Miguel making adjustments during the early phases of a career. I think, you know, likewise, has to happen with players as they as they get a little bit older, as their stuff changes. And I think in Phil's case, his stuff has adjusted something. He, he's not the same pitcher he was when he was 22, 23 years old. So he's found a way to adapt to the league and and use a pitch that he hadn't used as much before to help get hitters out. And you're not seeing just one pitch, one location, and you know, limiting what he has for a mix. You're, you're seeing him really learn how to pitch and mature. I think that's exciting for, for going forward.
0: And your experience uh, throughout your professional career working with the pitchers, various teams, various levels, I would imagine that some guys could be stubborn, right? They're, they're 30, they're 31, and they've, they've pitched in the big leagues now for a while. But to make a drastic change, I'm sure at times is easier said than done.
1: Absolutely, you know it's it's challenging to do uh, to do development at the major league level. You're certainly looking to compete each and every night. Uh, it might be a little bit easier to do in Double A AA or Triple A on a given night when you're maybe less concerned with the outcome at the major league at, at that level than you are at the major league level. But I think what Phil is showing and, and other pitchers show when they mature and develop over time is that. You need to adapt. This game is, as we said, all about adjustments, and Phil's going through that adjustment period in his career, and uh, I'm I'm confident that he'll continue to work to refine his approach and find ways to get hitters out.
0: Roster question for you. Hector Santiago is on the bereavement list. Is he still uh, scheduled to rejoin the club for the Oakland series uh, beginning uh, on Tuesday?
1: He will rejoin the club uh, this week, yes. With with, uh, the rain out yesterday and, and us working through the next steps in terms of our pitching, uh, arrangement will will work through what day uh, he'll pitch for us, but uh, he's scheduled to return he'll be back during the course of this oakland series for sure
0: I saw ryan O'Rourke he was with the team in Texas earlier in the week, and uh, we found out that he will need the tommy john surgery has he has he found out when and who will perform that procedure uh,
1: he he will he has found out who uh, he has chosen Doc, dr dr out of out of New York who a number of players go to to get the this procedure done uh, in terms of date and timeline that'll be uh, that'll be determined this week as he works through just those final steps. It's a you know, disappointing blow for Ryan, but uh, something that he, he knows he has to work through. And we have no question about Ryan, the worker, and how he goes about preparation. So uh, we're confident he'll he'll put in the work that he needs to to get back to, to the major league level. All
0: right, we'll take our last break. Come back and wrap up inside Twins with Derek Falvey next on your home for Twins baseball. About three minutes left of our Sunday program, Inside Twins. Brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Corey Provis and Derek Falvey, who joins us over the phone. And Derek, Eddie Adrianza has, uh, is back and playing after the injury he suffered in spring training. And with the Rochester five games, he's performing quite well. Derek, you there? Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was just asking about uh, Eddie Adrianza, who's uh, back and playing now after missing some time. And has he been playing all over with Rochester, focusing on just one position because offensively looking pretty good?
1: Yeah, Aries has got, you know, a guy who we got back to full health here. The obliques uh, completely recovered. So uh, we actually, we've moved him around a little bit to give him some time in the outfield too. as we've talked about, we're always trying to find ways to uh, increase the versatility of some of our players. So, as we think about uh, options for our major league bench, the ability to have uh, a guy who can go play around the infield, which we know Eric can do, uh, as well as the outfield, uh, is a plus. So we'll continue to see and evaluate him there and uh, make a decision as we get to the back end of his rehab.
0: And that ends uh, when? When does that uh, 20-day window expire for him?
1: That'll be uh, for just after the first week of May here, so uh, about May 10th. So We'll have a few more. Uh, opportunities to evaluate him we can certainly activate him at any point we see fit from this point forward
0: uh, injuries have been a big topic unfortunately for some key minor league personnel jt shagwa back on the uh, minor league disabled list earlier this week uh any, any cause concern there about the elbow
1: no i think it's something that you know as we work with jt just got some tightness there, elbow impingement related and so we wanted to rather than uh, try and fight through it at this stage in the year. Just, just shut him down. Uh, get him some time to to recover a bit and get him built back up and throwing. So I'm um, confident we caught it early. Uh, certainly did our evaluations from a medical standpoint, and uh, we anticipate him back and throwing soon.
0: Is Steven Gonzalez any closer to throwing?
1: Yeah, Gonzalez is is also uh, a little bit different than JT, but uh, has worked through his. Uh, some of his rehab protocol is, is starting to throw. We'll will build up with bullpens and get himself back into games. Uh, another guy that I think with all of those returns, you just want to be thoughtful and, and really on the conservative end to make sure that uh, you head anything off, especially this early on in the season, uh, before it becomes an issue that drags on throughout the course of the year.
0: And quickly, Zach Grant, a good news in that front. He's going to play today.
1: Great news. He, he's, he's fully healthy uh, down in Florida, and, and we'll have a chance to get him uh, send that back to some warm weather down south to get him back to playing and being an option here in the big leagues.
0: Hey, Derek, always appreciate the time. We'll see you at the ballpark this week. Thank you.
1: Thanks, for Corey. Enjoy today. All
0: right, Derek Falby, we thank him for joining us. Stay tuned. More to come. Chris, and the pregame show coming up in a few minutes. Then, Twins and the Royals, Hughes and Hamill. Stay tuned. More to come right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to Inside
1: Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamonds, Home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field.
0: This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.